0: We, we basically, this road is very loud.
1: You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road.
0: We're your hosts, Annabelle and Christian. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up.
1: Because after all, home is
0: on the road again.
1: Hello and welcome to Swept Together. We are back from our two-week vacation slash Burning Man extravaganza, and yes. um, we're gonna have a we're gonna have like another show, right?
0: Yeah, we'll have a Burning Man episode probably next week. But uh, we wanted to catch you guys up on what's been going on with our RV life, and also this is a special celebratory episode.
1: Woo wait and what are we celebrating
0: it's episode 50 <laughs> and and it's our one-year podcast anniversary
1: happy one-year podcast anniversary babe thanks and you might hear a little bit of um, background noise if you remember like I don't know five months ago Was it five months ago that we did the uh, the Denver um, show where uh, we drove around
0: yeah back in April
1: so back in April way back there we'll link to that show um we drove around denver and described what we were seeing because it was right before we le- left um for our rv trip and we wanted to kind of like you know have some like record of what denver was like and et cetera not that it's going to change so much in like a year when we come back
0: and it's also if you're traveling to denver we list all of like our denver favorites uh, things that we like to do Places we like to eat In yeah. that episode So,
1: But we are now Also on the road Somewhere in Indiana I don't even know where we're at Some road on Indiana Going to our next destination Our next campground in Indiana
0: We're surrounded by miles and miles Of corn and soybeans
1: Literally In every direction Corn or soy or both like on one side of the road or the other right now i'm looking at two giant soy fields yep and they're getting a little yellow because i don't know it's it's like harvest harvest, time right yeah okay
0: or about harvest time yeah so we are currently en route in gulliver the rv so
1: and i'm driving so
0: (laughs) we have lapel mics on right now we're being safe guys yeah we don't have our computers out but you'll hear a little extra background noise in this episode but we didn't want to miss the opportunity to say happy podcast anniversary to ourselves and if you guys have been listening since the very beginning you're impressive and we love you
1: thank you and how very appropriate that we just drove by some farmhouse or something but there was a, uh, a hammock that was slung across two trees which reminds me of the of, of our hammock yes and of our giveaway
0: yes we have a Serac hammock if you listened to our last episode before we went on break we announced a giveaway with Serac hammocks and Invited people to comment on either our Facebook or our Instagram Post for this episode and let us know what their favorite family traditions are and we got some really good ones
1: Yeah, lots of like Christmas. I think I didn't I do Christmas stuff too? Yeah, wasn't that something that I? Commented on lots of Christmas traditions. lots of
0: Christmas Lots of Thanksgiving those are like the big family holidays for people, right?
1: but we wanted to announce who the winner is
0: yes the winner
1: and drum roll and this is where i should put a drum roll
0: (laughs) there was like a little motorcycle that was a motorcycle drum roll Um,
1: the winner is
0: Lindsay mckenzie
1: yes and she
0: commented on our facebook photo she happens to be one half of the follow your detour crew who we interviewed a few episodes ago.
1: Yeah, and she had a fantastic tradition that um, that she described, and it was about Labor Day and Memorial Day, actually.
0: Yeah, camping with her family when she was growing up.
1: Yeah, so very sweet, very, Apropos. very cool tradition, and um, congratulations to Lindsay.
0: Yeah, so we'll be sending Lindsay that uh, two-person Serac hammock, with the tree straps and the mosquito net.
1: Yeah, so and get in touch uh,
0: with us, Lindsay, so we can s- send you your goods.
1: And I don't know how we're gonna send her uh, the the hammock, actually, because they're on the road just like us. They're
0: on the road just like us. So.
1: And um, we make it work? We make it work, and we'll talk about that. What What are we actually talking about this episode?
0: Well, we've gotten a lot of questions uh, from people. I think about wanting an update on RV life and so we thought yeah. we'd just do an episode answering some of your questions and just letting you know what it's been like as we've been on the road it's September we left in April so it's been almost five months that we've been on the road
1: yeah and we're not like experts I don't I don't think we're experts we're but not. we at least know more than we did five months ago
0: right if you're so, if you're thinking about the RV life this will be a good episode for you to listen to because uh, we're gonna go through some of the things that we've learned in our first four months
1: yeah almost five
0: almost five
1: yeah so what do we want to talk about first Um, we always get the, the question of like how do you guys work from the road so maybe we can talk about that yes so how do we how do work we work from, from the road, road. Yeah. well
0: the first step is internet
1: well I think the first step is to get a job that right allows you well that's true remote- first
0: step is a remote job
1: right and so you are a remote job because you don't have to tell your boss where to go <laughs> or where you don't I have can, to ask I
0: can tell her
1: <laughs> you don't have to ask your boss to let you work remotely
0: That's true, uh, because I am my own boss. I own my own videography business, Evergreen Lane Productions. Well, actually, I used to do full production, uh, so shooting events and stuff, but I've transitioned to doing just video editing remotely. So that makes it really easy for me to be on the road. Um, Occasionally I release shoot dates when we're we're in a place long enough that I can do that, but mostly I am just editing, which means that I can work from wherever There is internet,
1: right? And for me, I am an IT project manager. And I, before I got hired onto the company, I specifically said, I must work remotely. And (laughs) that was something that I negotiated with them. And they, they, they were 100% on board. I let them know, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm actually not on, not in Denver, as my resume says but I am in an RV driving around the country and my boss and pretty much everybody else that I've talked to my coworkers and things have had really positive things to say. And they're like, Oh man, that's so cool. You, you got the right idea and blah, blah, blah. We wish we
0: could do what you're doing. Yeah,
1: right. And so that's, um, you know, that's something that, that I negotiated right off the bat that I needed to be working remotely. So that's one of the things that, if you're thinking about doing an RV lifestyle like we are, you gotta do something like that. Obviously, if you have to show up to an office every day, then this is not gonna work for you.
0: Right, so basically your two options are remote work or saving up a bunch of money and not working at all. Yeah which i mean if you can do that definitely do that because that would be awesome but we found that with working it gives us the financial freedom to do what we want to do uh without having to stress about money or you know i mean we budget of course you guys hear us talking about budgeting all the time but you know with planning our wedding saving for our wedding and other things that we're doing having the income regular income from jobs is what works best for us
1: so right and it, it definitely reduces the you know strain the financial strain um, that we might encounter if we didn't have uh, an income right. or if we were if we weren't like independently wealthy
0: right so once you have your remote jobs, which we have,
1: right, which is probably something that involves the internet. So right. the next thing would be to get good internet. To get good internet. Yeah, and we did. So right now there's a lot of, you know, a lot of um, unlimited plans out there, which sounds good, but it's actually not exactly unlimited. Um, you get capped. Uh, after a certain amount of data that you use and we definitely use a lot of data
0: yeah especially with me needing to download videos from my clients all the time I need as much data as possible
1: and we don't even we don't even watch like Netflix or anything like that regularly I mean we have a Netflix account but I don't know when the last time we even logged into it was yeah i can't
0: remember
1: but we in in july just to give a an example in july um we hit what like 315 gig for that entire month yeah so and that wasn't like i said we weren't watching tv we weren't you know we don't have hulu or we didn't really use netflix um that i can think of we watch maybe some youtube every once in a while but that's about it
0: that was it was mostly client work that month right downloading videos from clients
1: and so uh you might be asking what you know provider we have we have verizon um but we don't have their you know current current unlimited data plan as it exists today we actually have a grandfather unlimited data plan
0: yeah we uh, we have a jetpack, a Verizon jetpack that we uh, purchased. We basically assumed someone else's plan, uh, their grandfathered Verizon plan.
1: Yeah, if you remember back in you know like 2011 or 2012, Verizon had an unlimited data plan that was actually unlimited, and what they did limit was like the amount of minutes that you would have so we we actually have 450 minutes attached to this plan but it is unlimited data and it's truly unlimited because as we just talked about you know we have uh we we used like 300 plus gig of data in july that was our i mean that was our biggest month
0: yeah that was significantly more than than usual but
1: yeah we don't normally consume that much data but you know for this that and the other reason there was that much data but just to give you an idea that's you know something that we have done
0: but as a backup uh, we you know we mentioned that our hotspot is Verizon we have I have AT&T as my cell phone provider and Christian uses T-Mobile
1: right and we both have their version of unlimited data but you know they they cap us obviously right and we After.
0: each we each have like 10 gig of tethering or something like that
1: yeah so if so. verizon doesn't work then we have t-mobile or at&t as a backup and we have we are able to um to tether if we need to right but then also we go to like coffee shops a lot yeah we do like starbucks or whatever local, we try to go to local coffee shops. We try, I think.
0: Yeah, I think we, we try local coffee shops are our first choice. And then sometimes Starbucks is the best option in whatever town that we're in. So
1: yeah, because I mean, they, they generally have the same, you know, kind of experience when you go consistent, in, it's yeah. consistent, you know, but you know, it's Starbucks, but we still enjoy Starbucks every once in a while.
0: Yeah, they, and they always have real reliable internet, so yeah.
1: that's sometimes, kind of, Sometimes we go to a, a Canadian visitor center.
0: That's true. When we were at Glacier National Park, we were really struggling to find internet, and the only place that had it, it turns out, was the Canadian Welcome Center, and...
1: Right at the... Near, near the gate of Glacier Park. Near the national gate park. of Glacier
0: National Park. So yeah. Glacier is actually a joint national park with Canada. It crosses the border. Um, and so there's a Canadian Welcome Center there in West Glacier that we we sat outside on the porch and got internet from them
1: yeah, for, for, for like an hour an while hour, we worked.
0: Yeah, while we, while we got some work done. So you got to be a little flexible when you're working and living on the road, but I think we've pretty much gotten into a routine now where we've we've gotten into a groove. There's always surprises, but at least we've got kind of, yeah, a groove or routine.
1: Yeah, I mean, so like right now, what we have is um, on Monday through Friday, we generally are staying at a camp Site like a campground. Yeah. Um, and we all we're, we're we're in a campground because a we can afford it. Um, we're not like in a super swanky campgrounds. We try to go to like state parks and um, other things like that. Uh, that way, you know, it's we limit the the cost of the campground. Right. Um, but you know they have we have water and and electricity, uh, generally speaking. So those are important to us because if we're if we don't have electricity then you know we can't obviously work right for that long so monday to friday we we are in a campground and then on saturday and sunday we are you know we're driving to our next destination
0: on the road again
1: yeah i don't know the rest of that lyric i would join you
0: Actually, that's the only part I know. (laughs) I
1: don't know. Anyway, so after on Saturday and Sunday, we generally drive and then repeat on Monday through Friday, except in a different, you know, different location.
0: Yep. And then either we're getting up early or we're, you know, getting out as soon as the workday is done to explore wherever we happen to be and, uh, yeah, see as much as we can. So yeah, that's kind of worked well for us. We can do about 300 to 400 miles in a day, in a day on the weekends. That's like a full day of driving.
1: Yeah. And Um, that's something we ought to mention too, is like our average, you know, when we plan our next, you know, destination, we generally budget about 50 miles per hour when we're driving, because you know, sometimes we're, when we're on a, on an interstate, we can, we can go 65 or 70, we, I don't, I go, I generally I don't 65, go
0: 65. Yeah. Usually. I generally
1: don't go past 65. Um, just cause it gets kind of squirrely, but 65 miles per hour on the interstate. But then like right now, for example, we're on a highway, that goes through these little towns or whatever, um, and I'm at a stoplight. So obviously that kills my average miles. Right. Uh, So generally speaking, we say 50 miles per hour. And uh, so if we have to go, you know, 300 miles, that's a six hour drive.
0: Right. So that's why we definitely keep keep it under 400 because that's a full eight-hour day which is a long time to be on the road especially when you're driving a vehicle like an rv where it really you have to pay attention you know you have to kind of it, it takes more energy than driving a car yeah
1: i mean like in a car you know if you kind of look away for a second and then you veer a little bit off you know off course you could you could easily get back on course. I'm not suggesting anybody do that. But yeah, nobody
0: nobody listened to Christian's driving advice. <laughs> Jeez.
1: But if if you know, if you if you look away for a second and then you're you're like drifting into the other lane, you can kind of like steer really quickly back onto your lane. But if I do that in this giant RV, um, th- there's no like sudden movements in this thing or I I think will just roll over and that would suck.
0: That would suck.
1: Because I don't want to roll over in this RV. Yeah. So I really have to be paying attention, you know, looking straight forward. Right now I'm just talking. So like Annabelle and I talk all the time when we're driving. So it's like, we're just talking to each other. I'm looking straight ahead, got my hands on 10 and two, you know, and I'm not drifting outside of my lane.
0: Right. So, and then if, if we do have to move during the work week for whatever reason, we try to stay under a hundred miles, you know, that's about two hours. Yeah. Usually we can do that, you know, before work or.
1: Yeah, we just get up early. Like yeah. at 6 a.m. and then leave and then But we drive. try
0: to, we try to limit that. Um, it just depends on where we are and what we're trying to see.
1: Right, because the the two most dangerous times I think of our, of our, of our drive of our trips is when we are leaving, like leaving a campsite and getting into a campsite. I think those are the most dangerous.
0: What do you mean by dangerous? Like more likely to hit Uh, something? Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, we, we talked about it in a previous episode, but there was uh, a little bit of a scratch, in the in the R V that we experienced because, you know, pulling out of a parking spot I, I backed I backed R V and it backed into like it's it it scraped up against the branch of a tree. You know, and it was a pretty substantial branch. Yeah. And so that was, you know, that that I think is when things might happen. Right. Like if we're driving, you know, there there could be an accident, sure that might happen too, but I feel like that's, we're a little bit more cautious. People are generally more cautious. Um,
0: I around think when RVs. we're driving yeah,
1: and around RVs, cause they know, you know, we're slow, we're big, we're not very maneuverable. So, so hopefully they, they understand that <laughs> knock on wood, wherever wood is right now. Why don't we talk about, um, how we, plan to go to our next you know destination
0: sure so we mentioned back at the beginning of our rv trip kind of how we decided where we were going to go and we mentioned how we decide where we're going to visit and basically we started by putting a bunch of things on a map that we thought would be interesting or where we knew people you know where we had family and from there we kinda had to eliminate some things and streamline our route so that we weren't just like driving back and forth Um, and knowing that you know in a year we I mean we initially set out to do this trip for a year and at first we thought that that was so much time and now that we've been on the road we're just like oh my goodness that's not enough time especially now that we're staying places about a week at a time you know that's only 50 places in a year really so uh so now basically what we do is there's certain Events that are certain places that we want to be by certain dates. So for example We had to be in Chicago for a wedding in mid August and we were in and we had to be in Seattle uh, To visit my family when they were there in mid-July So we had about a month to get from Seattle to Chicago So we kind of then went down and said, okay, what are we what do we want to see in that month's time? how many miles do we have to drive and we broke up the drive into those weekend, week-long chunks.
1: Yeah. So, like, we were at, you know, Glacier for a week, and then we were... Well, we were at Teddy Roosevelt for half the week, and then we moved in the middle of the week to um, Rapid City, Iowa. Yep. For, you know, like, the Badlands Did and Mount say Rushmore.
0: Rapid City, Iowa?
1: Damn it! Rapid City, Idaho. No? Oh,
0: South Dakota. <laughs> What's going on over there?
1: I don't know. I don't, even, I don't know why I keep think, thinking Rapid City is in Iowa.
0: Rapid City is in South Dakota. But okay. uh, Teddy Roosevelt and, and Rapid City were only about 200 miles away from each other. And we What's actually- it? I thought it
1: was less. Really?
0: Maybe less, I don't know uh we actually had to pull over in a truck stop so that christian could take a conference call part of the way through that drive because it was in the middle of the week and he had a call and so we had to we had to stop and make that happen
1: yeah somebody somebody had like a mid or a morning morning, morning call. call
0: yeah
1: i don't know why they did that but <laughs> whatever cutting into my drive town man Yeah. So,
0: uh, so we decided, you know, we wanted to spend time in Glacier. We wanted to see Teddy Roosevelt. You know, we wanted to visit family in Minneapolis and friends in Madison. So then we took those bullet points, you know, figured out how far away from each other they were and then which ones we'd have to do overnights in between. And so we use a variety of Websites to find free overnight spots when we're kind of just getting from place to place and we just need one night to crash and you know Basically a safe spot to park before we get back on the road And uh, so we use Harvest Hosts are members of Harvest Hosts. We really enjoy that website as well as there's like
1: a free campsites website. Yeah, free and then even campendium.com. Yeah. Or, we'll link to or all Facebook of these. Or Facebook groups, you know. Or Facebook groups, yeah, we're in some Facebook groups with um, full-time traveling RVers, you know, that we just go, hey, where's a good spot to stop? You know, we in this city. use the search
0: city. bar to look for specific cities and usually people have already even asked, so right uh so that's kind of how we pick our spot pick our route pick where we're gonna go Um, but one of the big things about rv life is that you just kind of have to be flexible and sometimes things don't work out exactly how you planned um yeah sometimes you you lose a deposit on a campsite but you just gotta be Got to be willing to roll with the punches because things always change.
1: Right. Like this week we were supposed to be in Pittsburgh. Um, actually like today, right? Yeah. Today.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but my, my work called me sometime midweek last week, actually right, right when I got back from, from Burning Man. Yep. And then they were like, Hey, can you be in Utah in like Salt Lake City, Utah next week? And I'm like, really like five days from now you mean. <laughs> and so um, you know I and I, I want to be there because the the whole team is gonna be there and it's important because we're doing something um, important I sound like a jerk I'm like uh, I'm super important <laughs> uh, well
0: basically what you're saying is that mostly they honor your requests to be remote so you know if they're asking you to be there on site it's for something that you really need to be there. Right,
1: and so I was like, yeah, sure thing, I'll, I'll go there. So what we had to do was we had to find, you know, another campsite for this week while I'm gone. Because I'm gone Monday, I'm leaving Monday, and then I'm not coming back until Friday. And so that's, you know, an entire week where we should have been in Pittsburgh, which is, well, like 400 miles away from where we were. Um, but, you know, things changed, and so, indianapolis was the was a place that was close with an airport and so we found a place near ish to indianapolis
0: and uh, i have family in the area too which which will be nice for me i won't be you know alone in the rv for five days i'll have some people around that i know uh, which will be nice yeah and you can stay
1: at their at their house um you know yeah one or two nights, or whatever, so that you're not alone and in the RV. Not that you're you're in danger or anything, but
0: right. I mean, it's just nice to uh, have company when uh, you know. Normally, when we were back in Denver and Christian would would travel for work, if I couldn't go with him, I would use that week and I'd like schedule girls' nights with all of my friends, or you know, I'd just like load in a bunch of like me time and and time with my girlfriends uh, because I knew that he was going to be gone so I would have a lot of time so this is kind of similar I'll be you know visiting with some cousins as well as some friends and so it'll be very nice.
1: Yeah and so that means that we quote unquote lost a week from our
0: from our plan. Our
1: plan. So now, instead of going to Acadia before our wedding, we're going to Acadia after our wedding, because we that's just the way the schedule is looking like. We can't yeah. go to Acadia and also be at our wedding.
0: <laughs> right. And the wedding kind of wins this fight, so.
1: Right. Because we're getting married in four weeks.
0: Oh my goodness. It's so soon. Yeah, we're getting married in less than a month now, uh, and so we're just in the final stages of getting everything ready, and we have to be at a certain place at a certain time to catch our flights, so. Yep. That's kind of, that's the dictator, and we get to decide what fits in between those dates, so.
1: So yeah, then we another are. thing that i mean we just touched on it is being flexible but also not freaking out about things you know things that might go wrong like the whole schedule thing right so that quote unquote got went wrong because you know it kind of got derailed but we didn't freak out about it and we got it all figured out i get to go and spend time with my team um, and we we're still gonna go and get married and all that, but today, actually, an hour ago on this on this very drive, exact yes, on this very drive, um, our alternator light came on. For those of you don't for those of you that don't know, an alternator recharges your battery. So it's basically a thing that goes around and around when your motor goes around and around, and because of it going around and around. It recharges your your car battery. Well, it's the same thing in a motorhome, except you know, probably it's bigger. bigger. <laughs> and it went off. We stopped. We stopped at some random Walmart, and then I uh, go. I went and, and checked the battery levels, and sure enough, they're definitely low. Um, so we need to go get a new alternator somewhere. And our plan right now is we hope we can find. the the part and then get it shipped to the campground um, this week while I'm in Utah and then go find somewhere to you know get it installed yep oh and if you're wondering how we're driving it's because we have a generator uh, on board and yeah
0: don't be alarmed
1: yeah our generator is now acting like our alternator obviously we don't want to do that long term because the generator eats up a lot of, uh, of our fuel and that's not optimal but you know we only have like another 37 or 40 miles to go
0: right we had a very, that's very short... specific
1: as 37 to 40 miles
0: <laughs> we had a, only a short distance left to get to our campsite for the week so yeah
1: we're... and as soon as we're at a campsite you know, the rest of the, you know, the rest the house of the batteries
0: still work. Yeah. The so. house, the
1: house will work. So it's not necessary to get it fixed immediately since we're not driving, you know, a thousand miles somewhere.
0: Yes. Thankfully today was not too long of a trek, And so yeah, fingers crossed by the time you hear the next episode, we will have an a new alternator in the RV.
1: Hopefully the RV
0: alternates. (laughs) 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 Yep, so, you know, it's, I think that that's probably one of the biggest changes I've seen in myself over the last five months is just the comfort level with changes in the plan. Um, Because I definitely am a person who likes, I like to have a plan, Um, I, you know that that kind of I don't know it, it comforts me I guess in a you know because our life is very I'm, there's a lot of things changing all the time having a plan kind of at least prepares me for what's coming up but you know over the last few months I think I've really gotten better at being flexible would you say that that's true Yeah
1: I, I would think that's definitely true because. I mean, even when I, I you know, before our, our trip, if there was like a, a change in the plan or something, it would take you a little while to get on board. I mean, you eventually got on board with the change in plan or whatever. Right. But, you know, you would be, you'd be like a little hesitant at first and a little quiet about it. I'd have to give you some space and some time to, for you to think about it.
0: Process. Yeah. The
1: process. Yeah and you know eventually you're like okay let's let's do that maybe hesitantly or maybe not as willingly or whatever but you know you you did yep you did you know you were you be you were flexible enough to to change the change uh, or to accept the change in plan but now it's i think you're like way faster i don't know if if there's even a Uh, an hour that goes by
0: yeah you're just now now it takes like a couple of minutes
1: you know 10 20 minutes for you to be like okay let's let's do that it's okay
0: yeah so it's it's definitely one of the biggest lessons so far out of the trip is just go with the flow yeah you'll see what you're gonna see and you know it's it's just one of those things where, you know, we knew going into the trip that we weren't going to see everything and so you just kind of have to release it and know that like we're going to see what we are meant to see and like right now we're headed to see a friend of mine who initially... You think you weren't going to see her, Initially, right? I had texted her and said, I'm so sorry, we're going to have to skip your town, like we're not going to make it and then now I'm spending a whole week there. So, you know, it just... It's not even the the changes in plan, while they are, you know, sometimes initially frustrating, you know, you just have to learn to trust that eventually it's going to work out.
1: And you're just making the most of it, too.
0: Yeah. That's kind of the beauty of of the RV lifestyle, I guess.
1: Yeah. You know one of the beauties of our podcast is? What's that? Is that we get to do the sweep up.
0: That's true. It's one of the best parts.
1: What made you feel loved today?
0: It made me feel really loved that you have gotten along so well with my family. Uh, We spent a lot of time with my aunt this week because we were parked in her driveway. and And her family and her family, and uh, it, uh, it just makes me feel really loved that you um, put so much effort into connecting with the people that I care about, so that made me feel very loved. What made you feel loved today?
1: What made me feel loved today was, well, when we stopped at that Walmart because of the, the alternator thing. And I mentioned that we might need some, some water, some distilled water, because we have batteries that you have to put distilled water in. And I remembered that I hadn't put any water in it for, I don't know, like three weeks maybe, four weeks. Yeah. And it was probably about time. You're supposed to put, you know, top off the water every, every month or so. And um, you just went into Walmart and, you know, got, got us a jug of water distilled water and, you know, I, I was looking and checking out the battery and that really helped us out, babe. And that made me feel loved that you would just go and do that.
0: You're welcome. How about those of you that are listening? What made you feel loved today? Yeah. We would love to hear from you. If you go to our website, swepttogether.com slash episode 50 That is where the show notes for today's episode will be, um, links for everything that we mentioned, and you can leave us a comment if you heard something in today's episode that you connected with, or if you have more questions about the RV life, uh, we can always do another one of these episodes answering questions. So hit us up and let us know what you'd like to know.
1: Yeah. I mean, this episode was born out of the questions that we got from, you know, our listeners, just like you.
0: We would love to connect with you guys. So find us on social media. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're mostly on Instagram these days, hanging out on Instagram. So you can find us at Swept Together. You can search Swept Together on Facebook, at Swept Together on Instagram. Yeah, reach out to us, comment, let us know what you thought of the show um, because it wouldn't be quite as fun without all of you.
1: So, as always, thanks for listening every week. I know we took a couple weeks off, but we're back. Next week, we're going to be talking about our time away.
0: Yeah, Burning Man. In Burning
1: Man because it was awesome. Twas. So, tune in next week for that. And until next time... We love you guys. Love you guys. Ba-do, ba do ba do ba ba do 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 do, do. It's recording. Oh, it's been recording.
0: Uh, Only for the last minute or so.